Hello, and welcome to the Possibly Haunted Podcast. Welcome back. We are moving on to part two of our Time Traveler series, and today you get to hear all about my fashion choice for going back in time. Yeah, whatever you want to make. Along I, those lines. The question changed. It's fine. Just keep going. The question is the same, <laughs> and y'all won't know the difference. You're never going to see her original question. We're going to word it perfectly so you understand the assignment. <laughs> Doesn't I'll, matter. If I was going to go back there. in time... <laughs> If I was going to go back in time with my outfit all proper, um, honestly, I would just hop back to the 80s real quick and be like a metal hairband person. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and spandex. I want it. I need it. Yep. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> oh with my, my off-the-shoulder slouchy top and my big hair. And Oh, you're going to look like Jareth, but hotter. <laughs> yep. yep, I will. Yes. So, that's pretty easy. I just, I've always liked the uh, metal 80, 80s. 80s metal hairband. That aesthetic, I just always liked it. It's so grunge and, I don't know, I like it's it. It's a good aesthetic. It was, it was one of the thing, first things that I thought about. It's not my answer, but it is one of the first things I thought about. Because the big curly hair and the black leather and everything, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And the music is good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's sexy. <laughs> so, yeah, short and sweet, that's my answer. I 80s. dig it. Mm. Do you think you would um, also pick up the different illicit habits of hairband? members no uh, are you sure i really don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not fun <laughs> no she would like type of fun i'm imagining she's like digging through their laundry picking out her favorite things and then when they're like hey you, you want to go do this thing that's a party like thing and she's just like ew no and just like picking up their pants and being like you're so weird and walking out the door <laughs> I love that. We have a show tomorrow. Get your head together. <laughs> if you mess up, it's not my fault. <laughs> if you show up, um, what? Hi. I was like, what are the terms for doing drugs? <laughs> what, Toasted. What are terms those young people use? If Cracked. you show up, hi. On <laughs> you're fired. Substances. If you show up clearly intoxicated with some kind of substance (laughs) i'm just it's honestly uh morgan is the perfect like intersection of leo and virgo where it's if you mess up the the method that you're supposed to do it and you are disorganized and it ruins her performance end of the world you are gonna die be fucking prepared (laughs) is it so hard is it so hard to come ready to go it's that intersection (laughs) and i like there's certain intersections of our signs that just are like perfect for us mm-hmm. and it's so ah so there's just moments where morgan is like extra leo at, you know mixed with virgo and it's the, i'm like yes there it is there it is it's right there i am um, i have <laughs> cut somebody from one of my performances because they were not practicing yeah they were clearly not prepared yeah. i gave him every opportunity and when he was not there, we practiced like he wouldn't be there. I was like, let's just make sure we understand an arrangement without him. So when it got to be closer in time, I went, 
do you think you can do this? Maybe. I was like, okay, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> You're out. You're out, son. Yeah, you do not mess up Morgan's moment. If I have a solo, I'm so good at sharing spotlight. I'm very proud of people when they have their moments. But if I have a solo, that is my Leo. I want eyes on me. I work hard for my solos. I want them. I want the attention. And then when it's over, I'm fine. I'm fine with giving up the attention once it's over. Are you fine? That's, that's, that's the you? Virgo mixed in with my Leo. Because I do want the attention, but only when I think I deserve it. Which yeah. is... And I don't think I deserve it all the time, but... You know, that that's the Leo. That's she the Virgo she tempering my Leo. She deserves it all the time. But if you wanted to give her attention all the time, <laughs> no, actually, that's I know terrible. you said that, I and I want attention her, like, all the time. Recoil back into her nook. <laughs> well, no, it's just it's it. Praise has to be genuine with Morgan, but she does enjoy praise <laughs> as yes. long as it's genuine. So it's very yes. much. Uh, you look really nice today. Like, well, thank you, oh my God, thank you. Sprinkling that throughout. <laughs> You know, just genuine small compliments that she might not hear on a daily basis. You know, like, I really like this specific thing. Highly recommend it. That is my tip because for anyone who wants to seduce Morgan. Is genuine, <laughs> specific the library praise. goblin. I don't leave my office if I don't have to. Genuine and Lib- specific praise for the Virgo-Leo combo. <laughs> and buying me food is, is a very easy way. Oh, yeah, but that, I think that works for everyone here. Food <laughs> and shiny rocks. Ooh, I do like shiny. I <laughs> like petrified wood and mushrooms. Ooh, and you must <laughs> give me <laughs> money. Clack, clack, clack. I would like money. Thank you. Actually, <laughs> um, I'm super in debt, so like money's fine. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I feel like what would you say is the intersection of Heather's two, like biggest signs for me okay i know this is for y'all like to analyze and find i'm gonna tell you right now it's my sagittarius and libra my libra fucks my sagittarius shit up like sagittarius <laughs> are not supposed to care and do whatever the fuck they want libras care so much and they, they care, care so intensely so much and so i'm sagittarius <laughs> who cares do you know how exhausting that is it's exhausting it explains a lot yeah see yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah. I got your answer. I say I have to analyze <laughs> all the time. And I'm and just saying, cat um, has no intersection. No, no, Scorp- I am mostly Scorpio, and then the rest of it is Gemini. Yes, I was going to say si- Gemini. The two signs that people hate the most are Scorpio and Gemini. And so what but, I think it's, I'm abrasive, but when, I'm, when you like me, you like me. Like, there's no your, one between. <laughs> is your moon Scorpio? Uh, my moon is Gemini. Okay. And then everything else. My moon and my um, Mars are both Gemini, and a couple others that don't actually matter. Um, <laughs> but if it's not Scorpio, it's Gemini. That's well, and I feel like I've never chart. really experienced like hard, like your hardcore Gemini unless you're super exhausted or someone just pissed you off. But honestly, it's hard to piss you off. Like I mean, okay, yeah, it's not. I, yeah, I think I that's, that's kind of hard to piss you off. Normally, you're like, eh, whatever. Like, we, me and Morgan get mad for you. We're like, no, this is BS. You should not be treated this way. And you're like, it's, well, I don't it's care, mostly guys, because fine. when I get mad, I get very vindictive, and that's the Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. What's um? What's a sign that gets sidetracked easily? Because we're all that. Gemini. <laughs> is that your way? Wait, is <laughs> that your way of trying to transition us back to the original topic? 
we went from Morgan wants attention in an 80s hairband to astrology. Well, that's because you're a Leo. And <laughs> oh, this is my fault. <laughs> and Astractive Gemini. None of our signs are supposed to like each other. No. Just going to throw that out there. You guys are supposed to loathe me entirely. But anyway, well, let's get back to time travel. I mean, there's days I don't like either of you. <laughs> Well, I mean, valid. Uh, there are days but, I don't like me either. <laughs> I don't that like normally goes, time. though, with days where I'm like, I hate the world. I so it's not date. y'all specifically. I would not date me. I would not hang out with me. <laughs> but, like, you know, I would maybe grab a coffee with me. Short doses. Anyway, time travel. Oh, my God. Is Bentley a Gemini? He was born in June. Oh, God. Is that why we get along so well? Is that why he loves you so much? He's like, Oh, my gosh. Guys, my cats are Gemini's, too. Oh, my God. I'm surrounded by Gemini's. Technically, well, if we go by Skelly's gotcha day, she's a Libra. Um, But if uh, we go by Bentley's gotcha day, he's a fucking Scorpio. So, it's stars, alignment, traveling through the stars, time travel. Because <laughs> because time and space, which has to do with my topic, which is the Philadelphia Experiment. Woo-hoo-hoo. Which is, I mean, okay, so full disclosure, if anyone has not heard of this, it has been very thoroughly debunked because there are, like, literally no records of anything that they said happened in any of the naval records or the logs or anything like that. Uh, so flash through that could also just be a really good government cover-up because we know this happened but the government and and everyone else that's looked through these records have said this did not happen but that does not mean that we can't dream yes so the philadelphia experiment is an infamous world war ii conspiracy theory according to legend on october 28th 1943, the USS Eldridge, a cannon-class destroyer escort, was conducting top-secret experiments designed to win command of the oceans against the Axis powers. Mm. <laughs> <And some laughs> rumor, the rumor, the drama, Ooh, the intrigue. Trying, you guys are trying to win against me, guys, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> The rumor was that the government was creating technology that would render naval ships invisible to enemy radar. And there, in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard, it was time to test it out. I'm just, I'm just setting the scene. <laughs> uh, it is set. I'm seeing it. It's great. So, witnesses, air quotes, claim an eerie green-blue glow surrounded the hull of the ship as her generator spun up and then suddenly the Eldridge disappeared. <gasps> The ship was then seen in Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia before disappearing again and reappearing back in Philadelphia. The legend states that classified military documents reported that the Eldridge crew were affected by the events in disturbing ways. Some went insane, others developed mystery illnesses, but others still were said to have been fused together with the ship, still alive but with limbs sealed to the metal. I'm imagining, like, a uh, Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean situation where they're just, like, sides of the ship. Yeah. That's not bad. That's good. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. It makes it less gruesome. So that that, that is the story of the USS Eldridge. We could go further into it with all the people claiming 
how they know it was real. This dude that claimed to have studied under Einstein and that the unified theory proves it happened. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's a little bit too conspiracy theory for me. Um, it's a bit much for the tone of the show, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it was confirmed that, like, the ship had a classified device on board. Mm-hmm. So... That was neither an invisibility cloak nor teleportation drive designed by aliens, but instead... So it was something dumb. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, they were supposed to scramble the magnetic signature of ships using the degaussing technique. Don't know what that is. The gosling technique. (laughs) Send out Brian Gosling. (laughs) (laughs) Which provided protection from magnetic torpedoes around U-boats. Okay. I I could see that that would be useful. You know, uh huh, and that the glow that people said they saw uh, could be explained as an electric storm, or apparently what they call a Saint Elmo's fire. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there's all kinds of things showing why, but tying into that is the Montauk project, and these two experiments kind of go together. Um, and the Montauk project, like the narrative around it started and like really picked up in 1992, uh, when this this guy self-published a book, Preston B. Nichols, he, he published the Montauk project, colon, experiments in time. There were already rumors going around that the U.S. military had been conducting experiments in psychological warfare on the eastern end of Long Island as far back as the mid-1980s. For anybody who is familiar with the word Montauk and military experiments, that is also the place where the Montauk monster was found, washed up on the shore. Mm. So, there you go. Spooky place. Yeah. And there is a place called Camp Hero that got... transferred to the Montauk Air Force Station. So those two kind of combined, and they were said to be hubs for paranormal research. And this guy Nichols began saying that he wrote the book after recovering memories of his time as a researcher Mm -hmm. for the project. Um, And that he, you know, witnessed several paranormal incidents. It was very... And it's all like the stuff going on at Montauk was all, you know, very illegal and bad. Stuff like mind control and telepathy, opening space-time portals to other dimensions, very important. Casual Contact Tuesday with activities. alien life. Huh? Casual Tuesday activities. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> open up a portal on Tuesday. Wednesday, we, we meet the aliens. Yeah, and then on uh, Thursdays. <laughs> Thursdays, we abduct runaway children. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I feel like and that's better on a Friday, just because then you'll have you'll be fresh <laughs> for the weekend, you know. More kids are probably going to run away on a Friday. Yeah, <laughs> and this is supposedly <laughs> all under the authority of the U.S. military program, of financed course. by Nazi gold recovered during World War II. It's so always great. Nazi gold. Have you ever noticed that? That it's like everything is funded by Nazi gold and conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yep. In some way. So this project, the Montauk Project, intersects with the Philadelphia Experiment. Mm. Um, It is said that they successfully developed a technique that rendered the Eldridge uh, not just invisible to radar, but completely invisible to the naked eye. Mm. And that 
It, the ship was then supposedly transported through a hole in space-time to Norfolk, which we, we talked about that already, but this is just the uh, kind of a different view, on, not really a different view on it, whatever. It's just more, just more. more, more, more. <laughs> um, and those who were not driven insane by the trip they experienced while on the ship they say that they experienced a so-called hyperspace bubble that existed outside of space-time. Okay. And so, when you just read the Philadelphia experiment, it seems just teleportation. Okay, that has nothing to do with time travel. But when you look at science, we have speculated for ages now that if you were going to teleport, you have to travel through a wormhole made up of space and time. You cannot just travel through space. You also must travel through time. And that is how things get fucked up! Time travel. I am not a scientist, and I am not near smart enough to talk about space and time, quantum physics shit. I was gonna say, we are... But that is my very scratchy-the-surface understanding. <laughs> yeah. We're musicians. We're here to play beautiful music while you time travel. <laughs> if I play my trumpet loud enough, can I make the sound travel through time? <laughs> yes. That's a good study. Yeah. Okay. Let's find out by hiring scientists to help us. <laughs> and so, as we talked about, that this has been disproven through a, a lot of inconsistencies and records and all that people. stuff. Doing boring mm-hmm. people stuff. <laughs> and that people who actually served on the Eldridge said, oh, that's just not true. It didn't happen. Boo. Conspiracy theories never die. And this experiment is what helped give birth to the Montauk Project. And I love the website that I'm using, their um, little subheadings. A tale of two portals from the Philadelphia Experiment to the Montauk Project. Uh, Okay, I'm just going to put that in. That's the name of someone's sex tape. Oh, for sure. Tale of two portals. (laughs) For sure. For sure. That is one. Somewhere, someone has a VHS that's titled that, and no one should watch it. (laughs) So, moving on. um, In 1984, a somewhat forgettable B movie was made, aptly titled The Philadelphia Experiment. When a 57-year-old man named Al Bilek saw the movie in 1988, he claimed he experienced an overwhelming sense of deja vu. Using New Age theories and, oh, therapies, excuse me, and practices, Bilek said that he was able to unlock a massive store of repressed memories about his extensive involvement, not just in the Philadelphia Experiment, but in something called the Montauk Project, as well as that the two were intertwined. Suggesting that his memory had been wiped using the CIA's MK Ultra techniques to maintain the secrecy of the program, Violet claimed that his real name was Edward Cameron, and that he and his brother Duncan Cameron were crew members on the Eldritch in 1943 when they were in their 20s. If you're lying, come up with a cooler name. Just gonna put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) But Violet is cooler. B-I-E-L-E-K. Oh, I was Pretty talking neat. about Duncan. Oh. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> sorry, anyone who listens named Duncan. You have a very cool name. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Bilek told his story to an audience at the Mutual UFO Network Conference in 1990, saying not only that the Philadelphia experiment was real, but that he and his brother were aboard the ship when it happened. He said 
and I love this, none other than Nikola Tesla himself had engineered the equipment that caused the Eldridge to break out of space-time, and then it had even opened up a wormhole to the future, which dropped the two brothers in the middle of Montauk's Camp Hero on August 12, 1983. Noting, noting the time that he was sent to the future in 1983, but he's only remembering this in 1988. Oh. So, kind of neat. Uh, at this point, Philex's story becomes very convoluted and self-aggrandizing. At which this is point, what happens when people like to talk about their uh, UFO encounters point? and things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at this point, up only until then. <laughs> and but he talks about the his brother. He and his brother joined up with the Montauk Project, which had grown out of the electromagnetic research of the Philadelphia Experiment. He claims he befriended Nichols, that author, in the 1970s, and together they developed the Montauk Chair, a mind-reading device that was a central component of the entire project and helps provide a window into the specifics of this research. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, though, the Montauk Project dealt with things like psychic espionage and portals through time and space mm. and the montauk project um inspired stranger things that makes sense oh. yep um which is i didn't know that when i watched stranger things so i thought that was interesting so that's just kind of an overview we don't get too much that really screams time travel except in not social media, in pop culture. Pop culture. <laughs> and the first thing that came to mind when I thought about this was uh, The Devil's Pass, which I actually think we might have talked about before because I think we've talked about the Dyatlov Pass incident yeah. on the show. And what I really liked about The Devil's Pass is that they did not just go with, ooh, these people mysteriously vanished on the mountain and their attempts were ripped out and they left of their own free will and what on earth happened? No. They brought in a second expedition of young people who also freaked out on the mountain. And then two of them were running away and found a bunker in the mountain. And of course, it's a Nazi bunker. And inside of this bunker, it's, it's a space-time anomaly. It's a space-time anomaly. And it ties in with the Eldridge. And, like, they watch a, I think, like a a reel, a video. Mm -hmm. You know, the old reels. And they see the Eldridge disappear and inside this certain thing of the bunker is like this really grotesque monster looking humanoid creature and it turns out that that is one of them stuck in the time loop and it's just it's incredible yeah. and um since you know it was a nazi thing with the eldridge they were trying to whatever yeah so it's just it's great and it was so random thing to tie into that because in no way did the uss eldridge have anything to do with the dyatlov pass incident which is in is it is in russia yeah I think and so. so it's just like i don't know it was so crazy and i loved that a lot about that movie so it was for not being a a-list horror movie it was actually really it was good fun yeah, sounds like a fun movie, honestly. You mm -hmm. know, there's just those that you're like, listen, if we if we think about this too much, it probably doesn't. Sit. But it was fun. <laughs> yeah. And there is also um, in Loki when they're in after he gets what erased. Zapped. 
Erased? Is that what they call? I don't remember what they Snapped. call it. No, 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 no. I was gonna the say show. that didn't happen. The oh, okay. show. Pruned. I was gonna say after he gets what? pruned. Pruned. After ah, okay. he gets pruned, um, and he goes to that <laughs> area with the monster. But as we see them, um, as we see other things falling from the sky, we see a U.S. battleship fall down with mm-hmm. people on it, and they're gonna try. And it's been believed that they said that is the Eldridge, and that they used it. That's so. Fun. Did they were they proved like there that. or did they time travel there? It was the end of time technically. So, I like that. I really the Eldridge has popped up in um, some very creative pop culture movies and things, and mm-hmm. I think that's great. And I think even if there are no records, official records of the Eldridge's movements on that day, well, I mean there are official records, and the records are, <laughs> it was in the dock. And then it went out for, like, an escort mission, and then it came back, and then it went to this place, and then it came back. Like, obviously, they very rigorously track the movements. Yeah. Even so, though, I think it's such a fun story. Yeah. And I'm always going to believe that, um, and also, they named it the Eldridge. Oh, come on. Eldritch horrors, Mm -hmm. time traveling, cosmic things, wormholes. Yeah, so, I'm going to believe that somewhere... The Eldritch is just blipping in and out of time somewhere, and it's super cool. So that is that was my time travel thing. I like I said, I've I probably like talked it. a little bit about it before, but now we can say that this is our definitive um, Philadelphia experiment episode. I love it. I love it so much. Yes. Ah. And so Heather can bombard us with the social medias. Yes. Go. Go. Um, go. Let us know what you thought of this topic and what other maybe time-traveling topics you want us to cover in the future because this was a very interesting, um, like, we've, we've all had interesting stuff going on. So let us know, um, and don't forget to answer the Coven Corner question because we will read your comment in a future episode. And you can check our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you don't have any of those social medias, totally fine. We have possiblyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. We want to talk to yes. you. And let us know yeah. if you like this, because there's so much more that we could talk about on time travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, there is. I guess I could sit here and read you Einstein's theory of relativity. Doesn't that, isn't that the one that has to do we with can time make travel? It ASMR. Let's make it ASMR where we go, Hey, so today I'm going to tell you about Einstein's. <laughs> I might fall asleep reading that. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, guys, I'm already so tired. I've had a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. But Heather, but Heather... So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mass times acceleration. Heather doesn't, can't do AMSR. She doesn't, she, she can't do it. Um, <laughs> anyways, if you happen to show back up grotesquely fused to a boat, first of all, like, send, send us a picture of that while you're in agony. But even if you are still alive, fused to that boat after time traveling through a wormhole, <laughs> That boat could be possibly haunted. Cute.